0: It's October 9th, 2011, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. This is actually part two of our two-part series, Interview with an Intern. And we're here with our student intern, Chris, who is with us for the semester from Texas A&M. And we were just talking to Chris about his plans for his degree. And so now we're gonna go into some questions from one of our listeners, Neil Pan, who asks, I'm curious how finding work for college graduates has been going.
1: Well, it's, it's kind of hard for me to answer personally because, uh, like I said in the first half, that, that I'm going to be starting my own business. Um, but I have heard many horror stories from uh, friends. Uh, actually, a, a lady I met at the first Architecture Happy Hour, the networking meetup, I met a great young lady who uh, graduated in uh, 2008 from a free version. Yeah, she graduated from 2008, and she's been looking for a job in architecture ever since. And she's interviewed at many places, got second interviews, and they said, well, man, you picked a a bad time to graduate. She was like, well, I didn't exactly pick that (laughs) time. Yeah, Yeah. I was
2: looking at my crystal ball going, oh, 2008's going to be really bad. I think I'll graduate.
1: Exactly, yeah. And so her her story goes that she's been working uh, for a hotel in downtown Dallas uh, ever since because it was the only job she could find at the time, and she's doing a great job but she's still been looking for that architecture job ever since. And so that's a horror story that I've heard. And so uh, but I've had a few friends otherwise who a couple of have gone straight into jobs because they've had great connections uh, and, and others who are still looking. So I guess it is, is hard times. Uh, And how do I think it's going? It's not great, but I I hear it's getting better, you know, know, knock on wood, I hope it is. Uh, So, Hopefully by the time I graduate, if you know, if I want to look for a job, I can hopefully ease into one. Hopefully it won't be a six- or seven-month ordeal. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Well, I was talking to my niece, and she was saying, because she's in a master's program, but a lot of her friends are out looking.
0: She graduated from an architecture program. Yeah. Undergrad, right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so she said, you know, they were all so excited because they were thinking it'll take one to two months to find a job, and it's been six or seven months, mm. and they still don't have jobs. Yeah. And they're starting to get really, you know, you start off really optimistic, and they're getting to the point where they're feeling really defeated. Oh, and, yeah. And the worst part is, is that's really putting a strain on their relationships with their parents because their parents are so well. I've paid good money for your degree, and you're telling me you can't get a job. Well, have you seen the economy? Have you yeah. seen how many people are out of yeah. work? And and so it's kind of a weird, weird time for a lot of them. Sticky situation. Very sticky, very very sticky. <laughs> and, well,
0: and, and it's hard because they're whatever skills that they've mastered. You know, you've peaked at graduation, and then mm-hmm. if you don't get a chance to practice that, yeah, you know, every day it, you've you lost your edge. Yeah, you yeah. lose your edge. It's hard.
2: Yeah. Well, and and she said like nine out of ten or eleven of her friends have actually decided to just get their masters. They're like, there's no mm-hmm. point in me getting it, trying to get out and get a job. I'm just going to go get my masters and let's be done with it. One of her friends is actually working in Germany. Really? He has a job with a firm in Germany. His family's from Germany, so he had, I think, kind of a little bit of an in, a little bit. But he's not getting great pay. Mm-hmm. And um, he's still looking at going to graduate school, whether it's in Germany. I think he's Germany, Switzerland. I think he's looking back here in the U.S. But that's where he, that's how far he went to get a job.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Across the world. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, it's it's hard to, to say. I think it's a different experience for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. you have to be a little creative and... And open to what's available. I, I just met a mm-hmm. interior designer, um, a you know, recent graduate, and she is a sales rep for an office furniture line right now. Know, right. So fortunately, she's still in the industry, but not necessarily working for a design firm. Yeah. Although in that position, she could make a lot of great connections with design firms. So yeah, right. that that's a fortunate you know place for her to land. Right. Maybe it wasn't on her. Her five year plan. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: wasn't on her radar when she graduated, but right, here it right. is. Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah,
0: you have to get a little creative and be open.
1: Right. Uh, I'll give an example of how tough the economy is right now. Uh, my brother is an IT staffer in the Houston area. He's had, he's recruited people before where he, he got them jobs at, at a high rate of pay, and you know, the, once the economy uh, hit a downturn, they came back to them uh, after their contract was up and saying, I'll take anything, I'll take anything, about even half the pay, just try to find me a job. So it's it's tough and, you know, now I'm thinking about it, it's kind of scaring me, I appreciate it guys. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, and, You're
2: and, welcome. And that brings us to Neil's second question about, you know, are graduates expecting a lower starting salary because of the downturn? And my niece's friends, the ones who are working, they don't have a clue as to how much they're supposed to make. I mean, they have no idea whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so some friends are making more than others because nobody knows what that number is supposed to be. And I'll I'll
1: say I came from my family background. You don't talk about money because that's rude to talk about. And so ever since, I'm like, I'm in the same, same boat. I don't know what I should be making when I'm working... Minimum wage is good, Chris. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, I know. You know I'm, uh, in, uh, in all fairness, more,
2: people, though. we are paying him much more than minimum minimum wage.
1: So uh, yeah, I, uh, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I'm, we I'm are in agreement with, with with what they offered, and I said, okay, that yeah, sounds great to me. So.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I think people just don't know
1: they don't and know just, how much they worth.
2: Well, in this economy, that you know, there are firms that are going to take advantage. I was, she was, my niece was telling me that one of her friends worked for Eisenman over the summer mm-hmm. in New York. Unpaid didn't take a dime, wow. and I'm like, you know that's really that's that's a firm taking advantage of somebody who wants a job and is willing to say What's i have that, you know I have this experience with this this name on my resume mm-hmm. and it's it's awful I mean because I mean in New York he's got to pay rent or his parents Ooh. had to pay rent, yeah, I mean all those things, and you know firms that just take advantage of it, it's really. Yeah.
0: And it's, I would hate to see somebody, I mean, obviously you need a job, you need a job and it is experience whether, you know, you get paid or not, but still that starting salary sets a pattern for the rest of your career. And I know in these, these last few years, nothing is, you know, you can't expect anything to be Yeah, what we've expected over the, the last 10 or 15, 20 years. And so, yeah, it's just going to be real interesting to see how things go because people are going to have to get aggressive once things turn around and say, "Okay, yeah. you know what?
1: Well, I've been
0: giving you more than right, you know, mm-hmm. normal, mm-hmm. and it's time for you to step up to pay."
2: Well, yeah. I think once things turn around, there are going to be a lot of people who are, you know, you know what? You've been paying me garbage for the last three years. This guy over here is going to pay me X amount more. So yeah, that's true. competition you? might
0: pick up. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and go from there. But that's kind of. I'm almost depressed now. I'm going to have to go have a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's
0: uh, it's kind of a reality check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then we also wanted to ask Chris, what is or has the influence of the computer and which software is most often used for projects? And how does that computer experience help a graduate or intern find a job in a firm?
1: Well, that's a, again, it's a loaded question because I would say firms today still are mainly uh, AutoCAD, and, and you know that's how construction uh, is done. They they appearance re- re- off AutoCAD and, and such. Uh, but I would say the types of programs that are geared in my classes uh, were were highly pr- uh, pushing uh, 3D modeling of of any sort, like uh, like Revit or Rhino or even something as basic as SketchUp. You know, it was kind of needed it for every project, that, you know, for any final presentation. You needed something, you know, that that visual aid to help out. So, what's the influence of the computer? Um, I would say, gosh, I hardly did any hand hand drafting uh, since I've been in school. Uh, even since high school, I took a, a semester-long drafting class, and ever since then, I'm not sure I've done much sketching past uh, past you know a little bit of sketching at the at the beginning. Then it was straight computer right after that. So, I would say the computer has a humongous influence on on uh, students today. The different softwares, the 3D things of going into the future, how does that help you find a job in a firm? It gives you a leg up, but being in this office, I haven't used any other program besides AutoCAD for you know, drafting and such. So. Well, and,
2: and I think most firms just expect you to, you to know it. I think they expect you to know all these things, whether mm-hmm. you use them or not, whether they use them or not, you're just expected to know them.
0: Yeah. Well, and people I've talked to that are of my age group have said they can't even get a foot in the door with a firm unless they know Revit. Right, And so people who have been out of work for a year or two, and it wasn't so prevalent when they lost their job. Now it absolutely has to be on your resume and with some level of proficiency, mm-hmm. not just I've seen it, you know, or done yeah. a few tutorials. But um, so that makes it really tough because there are people, you know, who are in your same position that do have the experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Revit's becoming a big one at the big firms.
2: Well, we wouldn't be doing, I guess, Chris any um, good if we didn't talk a little bit about what we've learned Uh in the last month, I guess, month and a half. Mm -hmm. Wow, oh my God. Time's going by too quickly. Because this is a first for us, really. We've we've never had a... We had an intern when we started, but it was a different environment, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and he was already in school for a couple of years. Yeah,
2: so he already had some experience. So this has been a really different perspective having to actually teach you mm-hmm. stuff. I mean actually, I actually have to go over to your desk and know that I can tell you I uh, I can say something and go, he has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> pretty, sort of sort know. of backing up and going, okay, we well, need to explain Is it like teaching a toddler? I don't have a toddler so I couldn't tell you. Okay, well okay. um no, but I mean it's it's that, you know, sort of resetting and, and you know, I go back to thinking about when I first started and Holly was my first boss. And the first six months it was just this constant back and forth between my desk and her desk and my desk and her desk. Every 15 minutes sometimes I'd be over at her desk asking a question and thinking, God, I probably drove her crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I she probably hadn't had to really teach anybody in a long time either, so I'm sort of, that perspective for me that I'm suddenly having to, mm-hmm. okay, how do I explain it to somebody so it makes sense? Yeah, and that's we're really having hard to, for me sometimes. Yeah,
0: we have to remember to not assume You know that that's know. intuitive. Yet yeah, because yeah. at some point it's not intuitive and you know until well, it is.
1: I'll say I, at the beginning I had that mentality of like, uh, I don't know this, I'm afraid to ask the question because he thinks I should. But then, uh, you know, oh my there was God. No,
2: always ask the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always.
1: I, I realized after a couple of weeks that there is an open dialogue that where if I don't know anything, it's not stupid to ask about it. And, and you don't feel, you know... Uh, Bad about asking a question because you know it's better to ask than not ask. So
2: yes, yeah, so we'd rather have you ask and get it right than not ask and us Go, what the heck <laughs> is wrong with this kid? Oh my God! A so. and M, we're never getting anybody from A and M ever again. <laughs> no, we've we never were, the yeah, yeah, we're the last come out good ones. Yeah, oh, we last good ones. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, that's us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, I,
0: yeah, that's... we're definitely learning, probably just as much as you are. Because well, in the first week that you were here, Larry went out of town. And I was, you know, I'm only in the office half the time anyway with all my networking events and things. And then there was Holly with her head buried in her project. So poor Chris was probably like, where is everybody and what's going on?
1: It was kind of daunting. It was
0: Well, and we've had to sort of rearrange our thinking and we have to think in terms of, okay, what do I have today that Chris can do? And how am I going to have to explain it? Do I need to sit down with him for half an hour and plan for that time? In order for him to then be productive, you right. know, we have to think about what's right. Well, and at you the know. same
2: time, be mindful of what what A and M is expecting him to get out of the program as yeah, well. Yeah, true. Because you know they're they're looking at all the um, intern development program stuff. That's you know the site planning and programming and analysis. And odds are we're not going to be able to touch on all of that. And I don't think they expect us to hit every single one. Correct. But we have to be mindful of that to make sure he's getting some of that experience within the. In our contract, so to speak, or within the program that they're expecting, mm-hmm. and you've got to. At the end of it, you actually have to write a report, or mm-hmm. what you do you guys do?
1: have to write the report? Oh, I have to write, <laughs> yeah. like, I have write a report. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. I'll expect chocolates tomorrow.
1: <laughs> and, Deal uh, breaker. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I, that's no, I, I. I
2: didn't know if you actually had to write something too. I was thinking you had to write something too.
1: No, that was I, I had um, along with the internship, internship credits that I would get. Uh, there was a program where I would have to take. A writing course uh, Logging in all, all of the things I've been doing And, and you know how, how the experience has been But I had luckily taken some class That accounted for that credit So you oh, know it's your guys' is fun You know as long as I don't take you off I get to graduate in December Ah,
0: <laughs> ah excellent <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes but Playing I, into my evil plans so. I would say uh, that uh, the breadth of knowledge That I've gained so far Is beyond the expectations I had uh, okay. so that's not just butt kissing that that is <laughs> that, that, that is um, nothing wrong
2: with butt kissing I'm all for well,
1: that's I, right i I have been um surprised by um, my expectations that have been met and, and you know trounced upon me since I started because i, I thought I was going to do some CAD drawings and and you know get the coffee you know? but it's been a lot lot more than that and I've I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of one
0: so well, yeah. with like within the first couple of weeks, you know, I was dragging Chris to my networking lunches and <laughs> making him stand up in front of room full of yes. people that he doesn't oh, know. Did, and did you
2: make him actually do the thirty 30-second? Yes. No. Oh,
0: no. Wow. Wow. It yes. was.
1: It, it. We we did a, a little workshop where we were in a group of four or five, and uh, among three or four other groups, and I said, "All right, who's going to be your spokesperson? Oh, the new guy's going to be it." And I said, "Great." <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So uh, no, it was it was you know hopefully my. Um, I didn't perspire too much or anything like
2: that. Yeah. Well, no, well, well, yeah, he actually did his first. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about as we've been talking about our intern development within the office has been having our interns do once a month do a 10-minute presentation about something they're interested in that's not architecture. That could be a hobby. It could be a passion. It could be a nonprofit they're involved in, whatever. Just as long as it was not architecture, but told us more about who they were. And Chris had his first one on Friday, and it actually was really good. It was it was interesting, and and we were like, "Wow, God, he's such a nerd!" Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it was great. No, it was, it was he did a great job. So if you did as well in Laura's networking group as you did it yesterday, okay, or Friday, then that's you did a great job.
1: No, it's so. projecting confidence while shaking on the inside is how, how it was both times. Mm-hmm.
2: So well, it's good. You did it great.
1: Great job.
0: Well, and he sat in with our PR consultant um, Susan Morrow was here last week and did some speaking training with us, and so he was a part of that and participated well. And so he's getting to see a lot of different parts of the business. Definitely, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and like like I said, I've thoroughly enjoyed it all. But you know, the uh, how do you say the breadth of 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 different things that I'm getting to do was you know ten times more than I expected. Yeah, well,
0: that's good. That's good. He's going to be helping me with the website in the next month or so, mm-hmm. and we're getting him on learning WordPress. And what else were we going to do? Google Calendar, and I'm introducing him to all these things online. And
1: yeah, and introducing introducing me to all the different social media that I didn't I was already already a part of. I didn't understand. Uh, I didn't like Twitter because I thought it was you know something celebrities did and, and they needed followers and such like that. But uh, now I realize it's it's a helpful tool in, in business and, and, and everything else. So, so gosh, I, I have a Twitter. I have, a, I have my own business Facebook page. I have a, uh, a YouTube account for my business. It's all those things that I didn't think I would need to have. But, you know, even if you – you can do well without them, but you can do so much better with them. Right,
2: all right. Well, on that note, we'll – Say, as usual, you can always find us online at hpdarch.com, And, of course, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you're in Dallas and you want to come have a cocktail with us, we do the Architecture Happy Hour Happy Hour, the third Wednesday of every month. And you can find us on meetup.com slash the Architecture Happy Hour. Or even better...
0: Yes. Please tell them, Larry.
2: Yeah, if you're in in uh, Dallas for the TSA, Texas Society of Architects Convention. We are doing two presentations ourselves, one on Thursday night called Balancing Work and Business Development in a Recovering Economy. And then we're doing one Saturday afternoon about Raising a Balanced Intern. <laughs> so we'll see how Chris comes out from that. Guinea pig. The guinea pig. That's yeah. the
0: last week in October, right? October yeah. 27th 20
2: through 20 the 20 29th Yeah. Right. Well, and then Laura has a third presentation she has to do and that's on Thursday afternoon
0: right it's the purpose of balanced social media for architects and that'll be a panel discussion with Marcella Abadi Rhodes and Bob Borson and Jamie Crowley so there's
2: only 150 or so people going so I'm sure there's plenty of room if you want to squeeze in somewhere
0: right (laughs) if you if you push us over what 300 400 they'll 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 add a whole new session. So yeah. yeah, I know Marcella's got. She's doing one on ADA, and they've already had to break hers into two because there's so many people. Uh, just,
2: I'm, so, I'm now so glad I'm not taking that course. <laughs> yeah. That's just way, way too many people. Yeah, but uh, and also you can also find us online. We had our first online continuing education course videotaped back in July. August?
0: August? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't August. Been, yeah, it's been such a blur of a yeah, summer. Yeah, I
2: guess so. I guess it really has. But yeah, it's a company out of California called AEC Knowledge. Go to their website and look for our presentation called Taking Your Marketing Off-Road. And, it's a and if
0: you sit through it and mm-hmm. get to the questions at the end, you get one hour of continuing education credit and for a, a nominal fee. So. Yeah.
2: And they have a lot of other courses online as well. That uh, I know that the California AIA has done a number of courses with them, plus some other people and I, I they're spreading out as well. I think Minnesota and somewhere on the East Coast as well. So yeah,
0: there's some pretty interesting topics. Yeah, and we were very honored that they came all the way to Dallas to to okay. record that was, us. That, that was, was very nice. Yeah, it
2: yeah. was fun. Yeah, so look for us there. And I guess that's it for now. If you uh, well,
0: and to thank Chris for coming mm-hmm. in on a Sunday to record this with us, we <laughs> yes, will let him you. plug his gift of green again.
1: Oh, okay, appreciate it. It's at www.giveagiftofgreen.com okay. and for all your tree f- fundraiser needs. Oh, well, your tree? You go. Yes,
2: your tree. When your trees need to do some fundraising, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wah 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 wah. There you
1: wah, go.
0: Wah. Yeah. So anyway,
2: all right, well, that's all for now. I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.